Hey everybody, jumping in up top once more just to, to put the content warning around indentured servitude and slavery on these this episode. Uh, it's part of some characters' backstories. Uh, it plays into kind of a re- their redemption from that. So I just want to put it out there that this this whole game that touches on that in certain spots. All right, let's dive right back into this episode. Welcome to Row 2 Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's Row 2 Play! What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Road to Play Podcast. I'm your host, Kent Blue. This week, we are stepping right back into the world of Vigor, right where we left off. Such an amazing game. I'm glad to give you the second part of it, where things get really, really cool and deeper into the story. We learn a little bit more about this world and these characters' pasts. A big thank you to Jake and Teddy of the Vigor team uh, coming on and bringing this game Jake, uh, they just did a wonderful time running it. So big props to Jake for for running this game and to, for Teddy for being a player. Just amazing. Also, big thank you to Evan of the Rollout Podcast for coming on and being a player in this game as well. Just amazing, amazing people. Uh, check the show notes for all their information on Twitter. You can go and follow them and see everything they're doing. Going to keep this intro pretty short, so uh, but I do want to remind you to head over to VigorRPG.com and get yourself on the mailing list for whenever the quick start beta rules go out. You can get a copy of those. Uh, I know they're coming just a little bit down the road whenever they get the finish, finishing touches put on them. Hey, if you're traveling out there this week when this is dropped, be safe. Take care of yourself. Um... I hope you have a good time doing whatever it is you're doing, whether if you're spending it with family or spending it alone or just whatever you may be doing. I hope you have a great, safe time doing that. Uh, and you know what? Thank you so much for taking for listening to this show, for taking time out of your week to, to listen to this podcast. It truly means a lot to me. I don't think I ever say that enough, but just knowing there's people out there listening and enjoying this, uh, it, it means a lot to me. So thank you very much for that. All right. All of that out of the way, let's jump right back into Vigor. And it's at that moment that I glance across and see Vesk, and there's an uncontrollable flinch that might not be visible to, or might not be perceivable to people who just were looking at me for the sake of my position. It's, I miss a step, but it's very clearly when I see Vesk for the first time in what must be years. And I make my way over to the tent that they're at and offer the proprietor the salt, as usual. Blessings of the mothers be upon you. And um, 
these two are buried somewhat in the sand in a blanket. Well, they're sitting on a blanket. Yeah. Okay. The blanket <laughs> is half buried in the sand. I'm buried in a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and I take a a smaller packet. You know, we we have parcels for for these larger uh, enterprises, but um, it's probably more of a bobble that you would give. Bobble. It's probably more of a little token that you would give a child who's running around and playing. Mm. Um, and I place it on the edge of their blanket, and blessings of mothers be upon you. May it preserve you in your path. Um, and I, I nod. Um, and thank you. Um, pros, it is correct. I mean, I know 100% who this person is, but <laughs> I think that 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 I keep up kind of kind of an era of separation. So mm-hmm. that this, you know, it's kind of that that this this part of me that's hard to shake. Indeed, it remains the same as all things should. Well, it looks like you've fallen in with uh with the salt ones, which is which is good. Uh, that, that's definitely, definitely a step up from where I, I last knew you at. Perhaps not all things should remain the same. Well, uh, and, and you know, kind of turns his his face where one of these one of these wounds is still 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 open, and kind of looks off in the distance and, and says, "Yeah, I say, yeah, that is that is certainly." Certainly the case. Certainly true. Nice. Uh, Renz, you definitely recognize this name as well. Does that jar jar you from your research? Or are you still <laughs> bookworming it, man? Uh, yeah, no, I um so I've I've picked up the bobble uh and I'm examining that in a way that doesn't allow my gaze to raise to see who this person is at all. Uh, until the name is is mentioned, um, at which point I still kind of hang my head low uh, because this r- former relation is something that I'm pretty deeply ashamed of, uh, and I'm also not one for uh, conflict, nor am I one to distract myself long enough from a task to acknowledge something that's probably pretty painful. Uh, so I, I think I'm still kind of head down and letting this Vesk thing play out, um, in the interest of avoiding what would probably be an, and probably will shortly be an uncomfortable, uh, uh, recounting. Cool. Um, so you mentioned the history that you have with Rose, um, could we maybe just get like a, this could be maybe like a flashback scene. Uh, I'm wondering if there's like how pros, um, pros, what experience you have with the untroubled waters? Um, like w- when in your growing up, you uh, happened to, uh, to venture into their monastery um, and uh, under what auspices, I suppose. Um, and, uh, then I'm, I'm feeling like, 
could be a cool scene to see this past between rents and pros. What was there? What went wrong? Uh, can I, do, Evan, would you mind if I put something out there? Go ahead. Uh, so I, I'm feeling, and not to put too much emphasis on this part of Prose's life, but uh, it, it probably is pretty central to what she's doing and where she's been. Um, but I think that the Untroubled Waters as an institution used to have a more sort of like concrete, firm base. Um, and maybe we're a little more on the up and up and um, drew students and practitioners to them. And for whatever reason, pros wound up um, in what was a more sort of functionally formed permanent monastery type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but given our studies and our interest in ridding the world of corruption, um, we drew the ire of the hierarchy uh, and were raided um, pretty severely, brutally, quasi Viking, you know, stuff. Uh, and <laughs> I think the the root says we parted on bad terms, which is maybe an understatement given where I'm taking this. But mm-hmm. uh, I, in in lesser are objections. I think that I watched pros basically get captured uh, and kind of let it happen in a way that protected myself oh, from damn. harm. Uh, so again, that that's deeply severe. <laughs> it's, but, it's, it's horrible, but it's yeah. great. Um, <laughs> it underlies this, this whole, you know, distrust of, of groups that, that she sort of, had growing um if i might suggest one small thing yeah based on how young we've sort of figured prose is or oh yeah and um how out of character uh her name is from what we've established i think you gave her her name oh cool um it was you know of you know for for however it was you know because she she sang in the monastery too because she had this mm-hmm. this um this 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 speech that or she always spoke um despite it perhaps not being the best idea um, <laughs> <laughs> um no that's that's great um yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah cool so hence my um, my really, really severe um, desire to not make eye contact. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we flash back to the present um, with the regret fresh in the mind of of Brent. Um, and uh, what are you all up to? Is this just kind of like, are we more expositioning here? Are we? Do you guys have any other? stuff you want to share with each other or what's think, next i think i'm growing somewhat uncomfortable um from you know as far as i'm aware one reminder of my past unaware that there are in fact two reminders of my past immediately in front of me um yeah also i probably haven't uh 
changed my garb too very much. So you probably, despite my like bowed head, you're like, oh no, I know that book. Uh, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> well, um, if you wish to purify and extract those things which find you ill, you may have, of course, visit the tent of the salt mothers. We welcome those who need our assistance. Uh, may the may the mother bless you, and sort of makes her makes make an exit, um, still sort of with a slight glance of apprehension back over, um, out of practice reflex. Cool. Um, well, that's a fine place to cut this scene. If you want to, um, we can uh, fast forward a little bit, um, or we can just kind of go to whatever else anyone wants to do. I think we can go. I think I think I have. There's probably. Well, I have a lot of questions that I wanted to ask. Um, not 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 a game. Vesk had a lot of questions that it, that they wanted to ask, but wasn't sure how to make this this interaction go anywhere just the because they're uncomfortable too. Uh, kind of shifting weight back and forth because just knowing that for the better part of, of a few years that that Vesk was not only responsible for this person but kind of kind of um I guess in a way in control of them and, and probably up until recently that wasn't a problem until until the you know the the falling out with with the group and, uh, and the superiors that this this harsh change of like i think i think i think i'm changing into a different person like from moment to moment like the, this this incident and what led up to to them beating me and leaving me for dead has just wholly shifted my worldview and and it's a kind of a constant struggle of the past and now and so so ha- there's a lots of questions that wanted to know, wanted to ask questions, how, how you got out of, you know, how you're freed or whatever, but couldn't find the way to ask. And instead chose to just watch, watch pros walk off. So we're left with some lingering regrets from long ago and some a bit fresher um, as the words hang in Vesk's throat but don't quite pass his lips. Um, we cut the scene there. Um, does anyone have an idea for a scene they want to see here in the at the festival? Um, what else is going on here? Or um, what else do we need to see in this story uh, as it develops? Uh, yeah, if it were, if, if this were sort of real time, uh, I think Renz's next move after however long deliberating wordless next to Vesk would be to go to the salt mother tent. Uh, I think I have a sense that this like salt bobble is maybe something um, significant and, and somehow is not something I've seen before. Um, but I, I get the sense given my studies and given sort of what my drives are right now that uh, it might be important and it might be a cover for me to go and speak to pros face to face. 
and acknowledge the shit that I laid upon her. So that's one thing. (laughs) Acknowledge the shit that I laid upon her. (laughs) I just, after having explained our connection, I just keep thinking more and more about like what happened. And probably I was like clutching my book. I was thinking thinking like, thinking like I can't go save her. Like I need to save this book. Like you might ruin all your I just keep feeling worse about my character. <laughs> I like how instantly <laughs> those two roots became a complete like tear of motivational conflict. Oh yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that's something. Okay, that, so I, could, that I could see happening. But I definitely want to see that. Is not yeah. I definitely want to see that scene. Uh, does anyone else have some scenes in mind? This can involve your characters. It can involve other characters. Whatever. Um, we want to see, but um, I'm seeing just some, you know, like we cut from this tension amongst these folks to like this kind of hard cut of like just scenes of dancing and music and like the kelp coming in on, on large, uh, like, like almost like stretcher looking baskets mm-hmm. uh, in, into uh, the various smoke shacks and that sort of stuff. And a like big, almost like wheelbarrow sort of thing of like prawns is like toppled over into a, into a pile. And there's just like instantly just people clawing at it and grabbing um, as, and this is all just kind of like background stuff as like prose is walking back to her tent or whatever she's up to that sort of stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little interested to see um, just from Renz and Vesk, what they're sort of, place at the festival is um yeah uh yeah what brought you what brought you here well i i suppose vesk <laughs> rens brought you here but <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah okay so not to harp on it too much but given the attack and the disbanding of the monks like there are probably very few of us left and we probably aren't in deep contact with each other uh but this was like a thing that Renz did regularly and uh it's it's a pretty useful um just sort of like scholarly pursuit as far as knowing the people uh knowing the hierarchy but then also seeing the ways in which the world still functions despite the corruption uh so this is this is deeply deeply a research trip um i'm not like here to you know harvest like a bunch of like sea lions and sling them on my back for the rest of the year uh and yeah vesk was discovered and um certainly i've been sort of helping them along um but i don't i don't know that vesk and i totally have an agreement on like where our relationship begins and ends um, I think I'm sort of here until those wounds heal and then it's left for where we are, we are at at that point. Yeah. I think for Vesk, I think, um, I think we may have had a couple days where, um, i uh, sorry. Is, is friends, he, him pronouns? Uh, yeah, I, I am playing them as male. Yeah. So okay. he, he, him is great. Okay. Yeah. And then prose is she, her. Right. Okay. And I've just been doing they, them with Vesk. Cool. Um, okay. So 
I think we had a couple a couple days where where he found me um, along the road. I think that that it was severe enough. We needed to take a couple of days there, um, and so after a couple of days of healing, I think Vesk, I think could have set out on their own uh, to go on somewhere else. Uh, but Vesk is definitely they they have. I mean, they have revenge on their mind. Definitely, uh, these these people betrayed betrayed them. Uh, left left them out there, and I don't think this is something that that they've shared too much with Renz. I think he, that, um, that Vesk is going under the guise of maybe they can find more help at this festival, something to, to help heal themselves. But, but I mean, in their, in their heart, it is, I mean, they, they are going there because they know sometimes important people show up to this festival. And, and if they can find the, the superiors who, who, the one that gave the order to, to, to do this to them, um, then they, they definitely want to have some sort of confrontation with them. Ooh. So what's their name? Um, let's, let's go with, um, I think I just want to go with, I think I want to say enforcers, the higher ups mostly operate on like, um, I had the word in my mind when the sentence started and then it just jumped right out. Um, like ranks. I think they just go by their ranks. So this one's like, uh, like the Lieutenant, um, Lieutenant of arms. We'll say the Lieutenant of arms. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm just going to make a note so that I make sure that that person never comes up in the game. Excellent. <laughs> Why would you use that? <laughs> I also had to spell lieutenant without spell check. So yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know if I got it. <laughs> I'm not <Okay>. sure either. <laughs> um, cool. Um, all right. Uh, well, um, yeah. Uh, I think our next scene is probably set in the uh, Salt Mother's tent. Yes. I accept. Makes sense. Cool. Um, the ins- This is a large-ish tent. Uh, pros, how many folks traveled with you, or is it just uh, you and the Ohm here? I think there's probably a couple attendants, um, largely... Uh, we, we don't really have laborers. Um, mm-hmm. We're sort of going on we we come to the festival both to offer the blessings of the salt to help preserve all those things that are being brought up but replenish our own stores as well but we don't have anyone who goes and gathers it we depend on um this sort of agreed upon contract of we will help you preserve and you will help us sustain so we have a couple of um I think like nurses and cool. um, other speakers. Um, so largely what is happening at the tent is salt of all types is being applied to various things, whether it's to the kelp and the marine life that's being brought in um, or to people's wounds or even just um, in a sort of, 
confession style. Uh, like a blessing. Yeah, exactly. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. Like the salt cleanses. It purifies. It purifies. That's cool. Love it. Um, yeah, so you've got a few attendants, nurses, um, sort of religious type figures there, it seems. Um, uh, of note, the Ohm uh, herself is not back yet. Um, when Rens and Vesk enter the tent, um, what's your business here, folks? Oh, I'm I'm like real chill, like um, <laughs> like trying not to be noticed, <laughs> uh, which is easy when you're like wispy, wiry skeleton man, but. I am dragging this like Hulk with me. That's maybe still bleeding. Like, Vesk <laughs> like, is uh, conspicuous. Um, but I think I'm probably like if if Evan's saying that there's like sort of active cleansing going on, uh, I'm like immediately drawn to this sort of like mysticism. Uh, and just seeing the salt work uh, in its ways, uh, because again, like a lot of my research has been about how, like oceans and therefore salt waters, uh, seem to respond differently to corruption. And so I'm seeing this in like you know it's sort of like hard calcified form, um, and again, still trying to avoid proses gaze maybe but it's tricky there are like three people exactly like (laughs) not making eye contact like i'm here so i've taken this first step yeah right broken the ice uh so yeah so i'm i'm wordlessly observing um and again not so casually trying to seem like i'm not there yeah cool and pros you're you're basically in charge here right yeah because the, the ohm is not here and you're you know the ohm in waiting i'm um, feeling very overwhelmed about <laughs> imagine so ohm overwhelmed yeah. are you seriously like ohm mg right now <laughs> anyway pros yeah you're basically in charge here um there are a couple attendants like you said i think there are probably some some various festival goers here right as well who are seeking Mm -hmm. healing and blessings and um confessions and all of that sort of stuff um and yeah these these two folks who you know well have just come onto your turf um so um i think the the two things that um that happen is that uh, upon the sight of Vesk coming into the tent with all these wounds, um, particularly as fresh as they are, definitely one of the nurses rushes over to you um, to usher you towards, um, you know, their medicinal area. <laughs> um, and the other thing is that um, as the ranking member uh i've been attend i've been attending the the purification rites on, on the people who who feel that it is necessary um and when you come over to view them i've i'm 
I'm sort of caught up in this and I'm and I'm trying not to treat it like such, but I am it is very assembly line like where and I have to purify here what you need extracted and mm-hmm. uh take it. And I I move to uh the next person who I think is in line, which is Renz, and start blessings of the great and there's this bag of salt in her hand that you just see her that you that I just clench and you see it start to spill over mm. as she as I take in the sight of you so I like hang my head in like the lowest like George Michael Bluth <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like deep deep shame uh, and in like a, a whisper say like I I come seeking healing uh, I have I have wronged someone greatly uh, and it has taken me until now to know that uh, I need to heal this wound I think you may know of, of what I speak I don't speak just yet. I gesture. Um, I think you see that the other people, prose is, I'm pretty short. Um, so these people have been kneeling to be anointed with the salt, for lack of a better word. And she just gestures towards the ground. Uh, so I, I kneel down then. Um, and I put away the bag of salt that I've been using for these, um, for these other attendees and pull out a a small satchel from inside of my ornamental vestments. Um, take a pinch, um, apply it to one shoulder, the other shoulder and across the lips. Um, and you can see as it's pulled away that it's pink, pink salt, um, Wounds old and deep fester, if not treated. You have been long in procrastinating this, but there is only one step to healing, and that is purification. Uh, my like eyes finally raised to meet pros, uh, and they're just like deeply deeply wet with tears and um and i like move to hug her but know that that's probably not um appropriate uh and so stop myself and and sort of bow even lower than i had before with a thumb wiping away the tears and licks it these blessings were not made to be wasted on such things. And I think wipes the other tear and again, like anoints, like anoints the salty tear water to your lips. I don't know. I, I think, <laughs> I think I would probably just be sort of stuck wordless in this like bowed position, uh, given the sort of impact of what, what's happened. Uh, 
and that might that might be where I stay for uh, a while, unless otherwise charged. Not at all. So I think as that's happening, um, this other attendant gets over to me uh, and, and goes to take my hand and and maybe even starts to bring some salt up to one of the wounds on on my shoulder and and I kind of put my hand in the way uh, and while I'm looking at. At this happening uh, across the tent between uh, pros and wrens, uh, I just I watch and I I just say these wounds have, must heal on their own, and just kind of step back against against the tent. Cool. Um, pros as wrens lays on his mm-hmm. hands and knees in front of you. Um, one of the other attendants um, who is the personal attendant of the Ohm um, walks over to you um, and and pulls you aside. Um, she looks around and kind of expectantly to you like is is everything okay? Uh I wipe away my own tears that begin to form. Yes, some some cases require additional measures, but with the blessings of the mothers, all wounds can be healed. Um, forgive me. I I've no idea what you're going through personally. I. I meant, is everything okay with the ohm? Oh, oh, um, uh, yeah, yes, um, she, 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 of course, had, um, some own, uh, her, her own takings to attend to. Um, Indeed, and, and you were to, uh, forgive me, if I'm too forward, you were to uh, accompany her and on these, uh, duties, were you not? There was a look of utter horror for a second in the belief that I have maligned some of my duties. Um, I, I, she, there was a place where she, she had to walk where I could not. Um, Surely she would be back by now, though. It's nearly nightfall. Yes, I'm. Of course, she she must have lost track of of the proceedings. I I I, I will go check on this. Please uh, attend to these as as to these travelers as well. You can. I shall. Um. And uh, so you're, we can cut that scene. Uh, Pros, you're, you're headed out to check. Is that uh, what I'm gathering? Yeah. With- Renz and Vesk, are you? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely following. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, Ves- Vesk is going to follow Renz and Pros. Okay. So as Pros exits the tent, Renz rises from his position and Vesk off of his cot, shaking off another attendant who is trying to treat his <laughs> um, and just walks 
um, out of the tent flap um, into the night. Prose is in the lead. Uh, you march out onto the sandy beach. Um, the festivities in general have died down and some campfires have been lit around here and there um, that are now glowing and sparking up into the dusking sky. It's not dark, dark. It's just dusk, um, twilight. And uh, the sun actually is still kind of gleaming uh, on the, the higher hills, uh, the higher foothills of the surrounding mountains. And there's the smell of smoke and briny sea and wet seaweed in the air. Where, I assume you're going to the tent where you left her, but you obviously, that is for you to say and decide. So prose is leading the way. So I want to hear from you first. Yeah, uh, that's definitely the direction in which I'm heading um, at a hurried pace, but still attempting to maintain some aplomb. Um, it wouldn't be proper to, and nor do I think I would be capable of running anywhere in the adornments that I'm in. In your cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> but, I but I like that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's certainly what it feels like for me. Um, I'm just playing dress up, but they're, they're you know, moving with purpose but still trying to you know back straight can't be looking worried but definitely with purpose towards that tent and the other two folks are you you following along still closely in in stride yeah i think i i knew her long enough it's been a while but i i know her tenor and her demeanor and know that something significant is up uh, and so I think I'm probably trying to follow at a discreet distance out of respect for her position uh, and our past, but certainly just be lining towards, you know, wherever she's headed. Yeah, I'm following just shortly behind. Cool. Um, yeah. So uh, pros walk shuffle jogs uh, <laughs> very awkwardly <laughs> along the beach um, and makes it back to this uh, this gray tent where um, you left the ohm where you parted ways from the outside nothing you know of particular note uh, about it the um, there's no there's no firelight inside but that's not uncommon because you know people don't tend to light a lot of fires inside um tents um what i mean is there's no lamp light really yeah. coming from it at the moment um there's no announcement a device or anything like there's no like wind chimes or, mm. or anything because uh yeah. i was specifically told that this was this was where i should not follow but yeah um yeah i think so like looking around you can i mean there there are lots of other people around mm -hmm. um and there uh, but this is not like a doorbell of sorts i suppose yeah. uh, it could be it could be like a little bell you could ding <laughs> um i'm fine either way i think i think certainly the first off uh is you know the thought that clearly i i just 
I went back to the tent and then I missed what happened. So I'm, I'm going to some vendor or group of people camped nearby um, to ask, have you, uh, excuse me, uh, I do not wish to intrude on your celebrations, but uh, did you perhaps see um, the great mother emerge from that tent? Uh, I, I fear that, well, I do not fear, but uh, there are things that must be attended to and, and I, I, I must seek her out. Um, yeah, so you, so you ask around a bit, um, and here I think is a great opportunity for your first roll. Oh, um, so At the two hour mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're doing it, right? Um, so when you roll in bigger, uh, you roll 2d6, and you, uh, depending on the odds, you, um, you either keep the lowest, keep the highest, or add them together. And then you're going to add on some various other bonuses. Um, mm-hmm. You start the roll out of a quality. Um, a quality is uh, your kind of stats in the hexagons on your um, character sheet. Agility, brawn, focus, guile, presence, understanding. Um, this to me, and it's up to you to decide how you're doing this, but to me it feels like either... Uh, a presence role if you're kind of like leveraging your um, you know your personality here in this situation appealing to people on a on a human level of just talking uh, it could be guile if you're trying to be more surreptitious about it and uh, tr- if there's some deception involved or or sneak thievery or, or that sort of stuff is more of a guilely place um so which of those two qualities do you feel like you are i think i think this definitely leans more towards presence um, okay cool this is this is something that i'm not trying to trick them into telling me i honestly feel that i have made a misstep in my own duties and and then just sort of hoping that other people might be able to help me out in that cool so it sounds like presence is the way you want to go about that um the uh, the odds of this coming off, as in like you going around to people, talking to them, and them having seen something, seems fair to me. Um, there are basically, we judge the odds for every role, and we say they're either slim, fair, or promising. Um, and then you can spend your vigor to change the odds, um, to overcome the odds, you know. Uh, and that just would mean that you would, uh, you're at si- seven vigor. You could spend one to move that up to promising odds, um, just as a, you know, whereas fictionally you would be working more out of that sense of urgency and force mm-hmm. of character to do this. Um, so that would change the odds if you wanted to spend vigor. You could also then add any of your assets that are relevant to you in this situation. Um, you could do that. And then we'll decide which of your natures, if any, are kind of coming into play here. Uh, so a quick mechanical question. Mm-hmm. Are these uh, filled in selections by my assets like charges? They or... are the rating. They are the rating. So your robes would give you a bonus of three to a roll. Okay. Where they're relevant. Um, and those are somewhat fluid. We There's a, a basically a an evaluate use 
prompt where it's like, okay, is this being used in its most logical way? Yeah, cool, full value. Particularly okay. good, plus one, not very good, minus one, that sort of thing. Okay. But to me, I think they actually probably would come into play here yeah. because of your station. Yeah. That was yeah, that was my exact thought and, and the fact that hey, they <laughs> it looks like someone running the same thing as me, but more <laughs> obvious. Yeah, that's so, a very good point. Yeah, be hard right. to miss. Exactly. Okay, yeah. So so it sounds like you're using your presence, your odds are fair, your robes are coming into play here. Um any of your natures coming into play here for better or worse? Um uh, this honestly seems like youthful <laughs> na- naivete would come into fashion that just like, oh, clearly I just missed something. Uh, nothing bad could have happened. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. Well, negates then. the robes there. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> that's also a minus three. Um, but uh, you can obviously, you can still spend vigor to. Um, to change your odds if you'd like to do that. Um, let's let's just see how this pans out. Okay, great. We've had enough well, modifiers. Sounds good. Um, in that case, you're just going to be rolling your presence mm-hmm. at fair odds. So click on presence, uh, and you'll see uh, some boxes pop yeah. up in the main roll 20 window. So um, your odds are fair. Won't bother with asset rating or flaws or feature modifier because they just cancel out. Yeah, and a six. Okay, uh, so when we roll, uh, we consult the tiers of success. Um, and right now we're looking at these fictional prompts. Um, a six is a no but. So basically there are five tiers of success, ranging from no and to yes and. Um, and we use those prompts to help us narrate what happens when you roll. So, the tier that you landed in is no, but um, the thing that you're trying to do here is talk to some people if they've seen the ohm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, they haven't, is the uh, general consensus. Like, because you kind of bounce back and forth through different tents nearby and, and you're asking folks like gesturing to your robes like anybody that looks like this but you know taller and <laughs> more impressive <laughs> just much more amazing less on every youthful level. naivete <laughs> yeah um and uh and there's kind of just like shaking heads sorry I, I don't know um uh and then but one of them whom you ask uh you ask, uh, they've seen this person and they're like, uh, I haven't seen her, but, um, you know, the, uh, looks to me like the, uh, cavalry's arrived. So she's smart. Uh, she's probably hiding out like, uh, any of those other cultists should be. Um, uh, and he gestures like up onto the hill and like in the gleaming, uh, like dusk light that's setting on the hillside. Um, it's like comically ornate looking now uh, in this uh, late sunset, but it's uh, the minister's caravan seems to have arrived. Um, and it's, 
you know, flanked by several different patrols who are going around. Um, there's no sign of the minister himself, but the the big guns are here now at this particular juncture. Um, and it's, you know, presumably this happened sometime recently because you would have noticed the fanfare and that sort of stuff. But you were perhaps when you were yeah in the tent or, or something like that or during this. So that's that. You you don't know anything about the ohm necessarily, but this person's telling you like she probably should have, you know, gotten out of sight if she knows what's good for her. the ministers here. What's what's Vesk's familiarity with the minister? Like, is this caravan something that like does something to you, or do you not like? Did you not have any experience with this particular crew? I think I would recognize it for what it is. Um, I've probably seen at least a a couple of these this this a similar caravan before, mm-hmm. kind of a parade. You know, uh, let's present ourselves and let everyone know that that the minister is here. So it's a lot of it's it's uh, it's pretty grand. You know, there's 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 like music and stuff that accompanies it just kind of a big show of force up front. And then the minister is a little further back. Cool. cool. So uh, yeah, definitely recognize it at, for, for what it is. Cool. So, so play on where, uh, where to next? The lady is missing. Um, the minister's here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, just first quickly, as he referred to us as a cult, I just, offer him a another small bundle of salt and say please um i'm sure if you knew of our of our of the great mother's blessings you would understand our position further please take this and and visit our tent if you feel any need of preservation or purification uh and at this point getting a little worked up i i i proceed towards that tent where where i knew she was last uh yeah i think i'd like to step up at this point and and say like hey we're we're here with you like if you would accept an extra set of hands uh like i I see that this is something big and can we be with you there is a glance towards the carriage or whatever we said it was uh and swallows i would be Thankful for your assistance. I this this is not like the great mother. Um, she has a, a purpose of will that is truly admirable. I, I would not imagine her hiding somewhere. Well, we're here. Let's get in there. Cool. So you approach the tent. It sounds like uh, where you last saw the home. Um. What are you up to? Are you are you going straight in? Are you sn- sneaking around? What's uh, what's the plan? Um, I certainly don't have uh, a- an idea of subterfuge around this as much as I do just apprehension in going into this place that was you know deemed apparently not for me. But I'd give a quick like look see. Uh, just to sort of assess the tent situation. Like, obviously we've been sitting here for a little bit, but um, maybe just to give it a, a numbered roll, uh, 
to see what runs can maybe suss out before jumping in or um, taking another tack. Cool. What sort of um, things are you looking to find? Yeah, I think I'd like to maybe decide like, okay, what's the best point of entry um, and maybe see if I can't um, determine whether or not there are, there's like still a sign that people were, are in there or a sign that people have left recently, anything like that. So, um, yeah. All right. So, um, I'm guessing you're going to go for a focus role here. I would, I think I'll start with focus. Yeah. Um, which is the stat we'll use. I mean, understanding I could also see, Mm -hmm. um, focus is kind of more of the sensing and intuiting and paying attention. Whereas understanding is the more like, taking the pieces of what you see and putting them together. So whichever one of those is more relevant to this role. Yeah. I'm feeling focusy. <laughs> um, and I don't feel intimately like, uh, any assets are applying here. Um, I've, I feel pretty finished what I've started in this moment. Um, so I That's think I'm going to, I think yeah. I'm going to take the plus one on that. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think I'm I'm kind of sidestepping my values tasks over people right now. So, um, so that's where I stand. My odds are. Uh, what do you folks think? Um, the like, it's I would say the only thing that's kind of against you here is that it's getting dark. Mm-hmm. But, um, so it might make things a little more difficult to see. Um, but it, uh, anyone else at the table want to kind of? weigh in on what the odds of them are on this. I feel like they're probably fair odds. Good by me. Okay. Fair odds to check out a tent. Cool. I'm going to spend a vigor to bump it to promising. Cool. And roll from there. Take a real good look. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to a vigorous look, <laughs> look vigorously. Uh, and I put that in the wrong spot, but it doesn't matter. A seven. Seven. Oh, so close. A one on that one roll. Yep. Really <laughs> yeah, really awesome. Um, Adding a lot. However, a seven is just as good as anything from seven to 11 because you're in the yes, but tier of the fiction here. Um, so here's what I think. Um, as you're looking around... Um, you, you can pretty much get a, a decent idea of, of the tent. Uh, it's, it's not like it's a, it's smaller than the salt mother's tent, more of like a tent for a small meeting more than like a almost hospital tent, like the salt mothers. Um, so it's small. Not a lot of people would have been in there at one time. There's no lamplight coming through the flap, um, which is the one main entrance just through the front, um, kind of in the facing out toward the market uh, rows. And the tent is fairly nondescript. It's charcoal gray against the uh, brown sand, and it's fading you know, into the dusk light here. You do... It, it definitely feels like no one's no one's home and there is a uh, a set of sigils on the tent flap 
like I'll say you like peel it back a little bit and just like where the tent flap would cover over the uh, like overlap the frame of the tent a little. Um, there's six uh, sigils down the uh, down the line in a vertical way, but you've no idea what they mean. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think I'm going to turn to pros and say like, well, if this is pressing, we should get in there, right? Like, no need to stand on like ceremony. This part seems important, right? Right, right. Plus, like, the bloody Hulk is with us, so <laughs> we're cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I would step through through first. Um, just love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just talking and best. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess we're in. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, if it seems like it, if it seems like we're going in, then Vesk is gonna. I'm gonna step through there, through there first. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit roll2playpodcast.com for more information. R O L L two playpodcast.com. Like us over on Facebook at roll2playpodcast. Follow us on Twitter at roll2playpod. Have a question or comment? Email us at roll2playpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know and lastly our music is the intro track from the spellbreaker ep by tritachion visit soundcloud.com slash tritachion